Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Jerry Hamilton. It's uh, Grading the Horns, our weekly episode after every game. Uh, we try to grade the horns. Uh, brought to you by the Rodman Firm. Uh, Jerry, I, I want to say this uh, before we get started. Uh, the grades this week are tempered by the fact that they lost. I right, look, so, uh, you know, you might want to grade one, one position higher or lower or whatever, uh, but uh, I think that the the ultimate issue is the team lost. And so uh, these are going to be tempered a little bit, but we want to try to go in and go position by position yep. like we do each and every week. Let's start with quarterback. Uh, clearly, Quinn Ewer started very poorly, uh, throwing the interception on his first pass of the game. Second interception comes once he drives down the length of the field, has turns the ball over again on, uh, on a uh, run play. But in between, or from that point on, he was just immaculate, going 31 of 37, and he probably was the reason Texas had a chance at the end in, in, in overall. I think more than anything, and I want to get your thoughts on this, this cemented the fact that Quinn Ewer is probably going to be a first-round draft pick. Because yeah, like, in that second, third, fourth quarter, he looked like a first-round draft pick. By the way, first of all, neither one of us were in black so uh, this morning, like it's a funeral. <laughs> so there are six games left, and Texas is going to be favored in all of them. Uh, but, yeah, you know, look, I – I thought, um, uh, you know, I think Texas is getting a little predictable to start a game offensively. Um, so it, it, people can look at the uh, play selection and the play sheets and the play-by-play -play and get get to that point. I think Oklahoma had a pretty good idea what was coming, uh, but Quinn still threw in the triple coverage. Um, so I, I thought that was a rough start to the game because one of the, my keys going into this game for Texas was no turnovers inside your own 30. Yeah, you know, it was a quick immediate momentum shift in a game like this. And that definitely allowed Oklahoma to get off to a fast start. Um, that allowed them to get off to a fast start. But I th I'll tell you what, I, the, the thing that I think Quinn did better in this game than he's done maybe his entire career without going back play by playing, watching every game. He played under duress a lot Saturday. He made a lot of throws under duress Saturday that were – throws down the field or throws where, you know, you have to shift your eyes one direction or the other under duress. I, I, I thought he played, um, I, I thought he played under duress really well because he got sacked five times. I mean, we talk about Texas is going to give up sacks because it's long developing pass plays. It, I don't, that's just a reality. If you have a long developing pass plays and you put the ball in there 30 plus times, you're going to get sacked. If in, in a game against a quality opponent, it's it's going to happen. Um, so you know he played under duress really well. He was very accurate. Again, in, in intermediate game between the hashes, I mean he's about as good as you'll see. I mean, yeah. right around the hash area. I you know I'm going to give him. He had three turnovers. I the fumble. I don't have an issue with that guy's fighting for yards and he got a helmet on a ball. Right. I mean that stuff happens. Um, um, but. I'm going to go B minus. It's three turnovers or three turnovers, even if I'm not sure the first turnover. The first turnover is his read, but I'm not sure the play call. Well, I definitely want his play call. Got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be clear about this. B minus is fair because of the early because of the three turnovers. But I'm telling you, if you had to grade him on second half uh, alone, I'd give him an A plus. I mean, like I said, the one thing that I, I would I would counsel here, people, is one thing you want to see from your quarterback is resilience yeah, um, and the ability to pick yourself up off the ground and then actually do something about it. Quinn Ewers did that. He did. And so uh, I feel yeah. like people uh, are 
focusing a lot on the first quarter. I think they need to focus on the third and fourth quarter because uh, that shows that your team can come back from from uh, pretty pretty dire circumstances, even down uh, ten again at, while driving, right, um, and and not getting it done on a fourth and goal. Uh, I felt like Quinn played and gave Texas a chance to win. Yeah. I agree overall. Running back, Jerry, uh, the running backs. Right now, Jonathan Brooks goes over 100 again, but the failure to to push it in from, from three, three attempts on the goal line, and I know some of that is OU shooting the gap, et cetera, but come on, three chances from inside the one or from the one or two. Well, that's the thing. We talked about the Texas running backs all year. And by the way, I'm giving them a high grade, Savion Red. In the red cat, the pass, the tough runs. Look, I'm not sure Savion shouldn't be the goal line back because Brooks and Baxter are very patient runners, right? That's their game of their game is patience and vision. When you get down on the goal line, you're looking for somebody that's either big like Cody Johnson or runs pissed off like Savion Red. Uh, to me, it, all, it normally takes a loss for you to kind of look at things. I, if it's me and I feel like Savion Red's at a dependable place, he may end up being my short yardage back uh, in the in the goal line situations. I mean, if you're going to run out of a power set, Bobby. But and now if you're going to run out of a spread set to where Brooks takes a handoff or Baxter takes a handoff and he makes one guy miss and reaches across the goal line, that's something different. But if you're going in a power set, you either got to have a powerful guy or somebody that runs pissed off. And Brooks and Baxter, they're, they're very, very good runners. That's just not them as runners, right? Um, but I thought the running backs were tremendous yesterday, considering um, Texas probably didn't win enough one-on-one -on -one blocks in the run game. Um, they had to be tough. Jonathan Brooks, again, tough, patient, winner's DNA. Uh, made, caught the ball in the backfield. Cedric Baxter ran hard when he was in the game. Uh, to, I guess he took another helmet to a knee at some point, but uh, he, he ran hard in the game. He showed vision. He showed a little a little burst. Savion Red ran angry in Red Cat like you'd expect. Made a accurate pass <laughs> out of the Red Cat, right? Well, yeah. What would you give them as a grade? What do you think? I, I'm going to go A for the run. A minus for the A minus for the running backs uh, because I thought they did a tremendous job in that game. I'll go B plus because of that. Uh, I, you still got to get the ball across the goal line. They had three tries as runners. I, I I get you though. I understand why. Wide receivers, Jerry. Before we go into those guys, I, I I've got to say this. I didn't see a drop from the wide receivers on Saturday. Um, not one. Uh, I felt like they played well overall. They were they gave OU fits when Texas had the time to throw. Uh, maybe. Uh, they could have done a little bit more after the catch. I don't know. Uh, but uh, overall, I gave those guys an A. Yeah, I, I did too. And I'll tell you what was in very, to me, it, it's an underrated play. Uh, when when A.D. Mitchell at Adonai caught that ball in the last drive where Texas went down to get the field goal to go ahead, he had open space and could have fought for three, four more yards. That guy made it like a championship play. He actually went to the ground <laughs> and said, okay, I've been here. I've been well coached. Um, I've been on part of championship teams, and I'm not – the last thing I want to do is take three hits and turn the ball over. I thought they made smart plays. I thought Jordan Whittington, obviously, great game for him, uh, great spot for him. 
I thought he played really tough. I thought Xavier Worthy played physical. Did he get interfered with on that deep ball? Maybe. Uh, but I thought I thought the wide receivers, without going back and watching, you know how they blocked in the run game. I thought they had a very good game um, against an improved Oklahoma secondary. That they were improved, and, and I think you're right about Jordan Whittington. I mean, I think you have to, you really have to, um, you know, think about what uh, what we're talking about here. Uh, when we look at it, because look, he was tremendous yesterday. Yep. Uh, this is probably his, I would say it was his uh, coming out party of sorts, uh, probably his best game overall as a Longhorn. 10 catches, 115 yards. Xavier Worthy, eight for 108. Yeah, uh, just to give you the numbers. Uh, a long of 28 for Jordan. Uh, again, uh, I think I gave them an A at Jerry, and the reasons why I just don't think they. If anything, they were helping Quinn, yes. not hurting him. Yes. There was no big miss, et cetera. They were very complimentary. When you're running, when you're catching that many intermediate passes down the field, that there's not a drop in a game of this magnitude, they get an A for that. Yep, absolutely. All right, I need to say thanks uh, real quick to our sponsor. Uh, that is uh, Rodman Firm. The Rodman Firm is uh, uh, a helmed by a guy named Tim Rodman, a Texas grab, a grad. He and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed client representation and developing long-lasting relationships. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit him at rodmanfirm.com. Once again, 281-343-3382 or visit him at rodmanfirm.com. Uh, hey, Jerry, let's go to tight ends where JT Sanders was limited, I would say. Really? Not exactly ideal, but Gunnar Helm stepped up in the passing game, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, look, being at the game yesterday, the first time I watched uh, JT Sanders cut and kind of move, I was like, mm, not close not close to 100%. I mean, I, I know it's coach speak and you're kind of setting your team up, you're playing, but – uh, that he wasn't going to be able to give Texas a lot yesterday, um, but uh, he did admirable effort trying. Now he gets a week off to, to heal up before Houston. But yeah, I thought you know, look, I mean, ne the, it's next man up, and next man up had a good game. Gunnar Helm um, continues to be a guy that when you look at the Texas program and you talk about player development and and, and where the strengths of this program are under Steve Sarkeesian, I think player development's way up on the list. And I look at Gunnar Helm as one of those guys and. Again, uh, that's his first game that he's really been a focal point as a tight end because he always plays the number two tight end to JT Sanders in the passing game, I'm saying. And, look, it's on the biggest stage for him, and, and he made he made some big plays for Texas. I mean, look, yes, it's easy to run down the field and catch the ball, but we've seen tight ends drop the ball before. I mean, the Red Cat, he catches the ball, Gets barely gets to the ground before having it knocked out. He catches the touchdown pass, and people are like, yeah, that's his job. But yeah, you've seen people drop passes before. Uh, his first real focal point at wider uh, at tight end in the passing game, he delivered. Yeah, four for sixty-seven. Yeah, for Gunnar Helm. That's a that's a good day. Uh, if I had a issue yesterday, um, I would say the blocking of the tight ends was relatively weak. They were getting beat one on one. Uh, both Helm and Sanders routinely. I will say that I I put this grade up personally when I was thinking about grading them. I moved it up because of Malik Ogbo and his blocking. Yeah. Texas unveiled a new look yesterday, Jerry. 
They went with straight 11 personnel with just Malik Ogbo. Yep. No Gunner Helm, no JT Sanders, uh, and, and put three wides in. Uh, Which I like so, that, by the way. Yeah, instead of the heavy 12, they went uh, uh, with three. One of those that led to that Jonathan Brooks, I believe, touchdown. Uh, I went back and watched the game. I think that's what the, the look they were in in that one. Um, all right, so I graded them a B uh, because I just felt like blocking, they needed more other than Ogbo. Yeah, and I and I go B as well because your second team All American tied in couldn't give you much yesterday. Yep. I mean, so that I give him a solid B uh, for that effort. All right, offensive line is going to be a little uh, controversial. Texas gained 500 yards of total offense. I mean, you'd think offensive line had a big thing to do with it, and they did. But feast or famine, they also had they allowed five sacks. Maybe two of those were coverage sacks. Uh, they, they allowed a lot of tackles for loss. Um, Jake yeah, Majors goes out. Oh, you had 10 tackles for loss. Yeah. Look, my point, my point overall is I gave them a C and I just didn't see the consistency from them that maybe you wanted to. And, and pass protection rears it, its ugly head again. Yeah. I, I'm going to go C plus. Um, I almost went B minus just because, you know, Kelvin Banks is limping out there. He's not healthy. He needs this off week. You're yeah, center, you can't really see that from the television. No, your 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 three year starting center goes down in the Red River Showdown, and Connor Robertson, who was the third team center before Cole Hudson's injury, has to come in and make all the calls against a Brent Venables defense. I mean, so Connor Robertson may have been put in the toughest position of any player on that field yesterday. A guy that's never played significant snaps. He's a very good player and a very smart kid. But that was his first real college action. And your first real college actions in the Red River Showdown against Brent Venables, a uh, team looking for revenge. So, uh, you know, I go C plus. I want – you know what? I'm changing it, Bobby. I'm going B minus because that injury of Jake Majors, they held it together. Um, again, they run – Texas is going to run these longer developing pass plays. So, against quality opponents, they're going to give up a couple – Sacks. Um, I add Malik Ogbo in there because he's even though he had, wears a tight end number, he's an offensive lineman being put out there. I'll go B minus just because I think they're it's a banged up group. Last year they were completely healthy. This year it's a banged up group, uh, and you had a center that had never played before, and you still got 525 yards of offense. I think that's I think that's fair for for expectations overall for the offense. An F to start. Yes. A to finish. Yes, for sure. Uh, yes. I mean, I, um, for sure for me, um, I, I think this, I think I, I, I and I, it, it's a discussion point, but I think it's a little predictable to start games offensively. I mean, it's, you know, it, it they've run the ball once to start a game. They got eight yards. I mean, it's, it's five pass plays, one run in six games, five class pass plays, one run on second down, four pass plays, one run on third down. So there's a little bit of a, whether it's wanting to get off to a quick start or what, it's getting predictable. Oklahoma, being there at the stadium, they knew it was coming. Now, yeah, they they knew it was coming. They'd seen enough on tape. Um, so you know, F to start for sure, and I think a strong A to finish. Got it. And, and I would say this: I may go to an A minus to finish, and I'll tell you why. Texas had the ball, game tied. Yeah, uh, and they could have run out the clock. Yeah, and they that's didn't true. Finish. Because call, yeah, now all yeah. that matters. Yeah, all that matters. They did not. They did not. Texas offense had the opportunity to finish the game just like they did at Bama. Yeah, and they didn't do it. 
Yeah. And, and that gave enough time to the Texas, uh, to the Oklahoma offense to get back on the field. All right. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more. Uh, defense, I think, is going to be a little bit different for us. Uh, right. Um, and uh, that is fair. Uh, Longhorns were gashed uh, unceremoniously at the end of the game. I and mean, it was a bad series. Uh, five plays, 75 yards, a couple penalties in there. Uh, no pass rush really to speak of. Uh, but that was indicative of much of the game, in my opinion. Uh, when Gabriel was on and you gave him time, he moved the, the, the Sooners down the field like the sixth-year quarterback that he is. When he didn't, he didn't. Yeah. Um, the D-line, Jerry, I'll just be blunt. I gave him – I give him an A-minus on just run stopping. But it, when it comes to stopping the QB run or a pass rush, I give him a D. Yeah. It was horrible. Uh, yeah. No pass rush from the edges at all. At all. Not once did you hear Baron Sorrell or Ethan Burke's name called in a pass attempt. Yeah. Uh, Byron Murphy was so busy trying to – work through people or work around people that he left lanes open for the run game or for the quarterback run. Alfred Collins did the same. Tavondre Sweat's the only one that kept kept it in front and did do some nice things. Uh, talk about a guy that could be a first-round draft pick right now. But overall, I gave him a C. I mean, I, they did not affect the game like they needed to. No, and, and that was that's the whole key. I mean, when you look at the, the Texas team, how does this Texas team maximize – the games and the seasons, your interior defensive line guys have to have big games, right? I mean, they have to, um, and, and whether they were doing their job or they got caught in some mislaying assignments at times, um, you know, they did not impact the game. Then when you go to the edges, um, look, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing for me is whenever you see a quarterback patting the football, the entire game in the pocket, you're, you're having issues. Uh, defensively you are having issues when a quarterback's patting the football um so that that and then Oklahoma look I mean they break out QB run game Dylan Gabriel never rushed for 100 yards in a game ever the yep. first time he ever did was against Texas on his 44th start as a college quarterback when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. That's a tough. That's a tough. I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this. Okay, that's not just on the defense no. staying in their pass lanes because no. we've got other grades to get to. That's right. Exactly. We're okay. leading. To, we're yeah. leading the linebackers. Yeah, we're leading the linebackers, and I'm. I'm going to say run fits by the safety. Yep. Other than other than Jalen Catalan a little bit, and other than Derek Williams, the run fits from the safeties were absolutely atrocious. But let's go to linebackers first. Yep. Okay, I gave him a D. Um, they looked 
lost yeah. at times. Jalen Ford looked tentative. Like he didn't – Rod used the term Oklahoma put Jalen Ford in conflict. Yes. Con- consistent conflict. And I agree. He couldn't decide which one he needed to do more, right? Yeah. Maybe that's the problem with the, the defensive front opening up such wide lanes for and allowing that to, to occur. Uh, maybe it's something else. I, I Look, I don't know what it is, Jerry. Uh, but David Benda blowing coverage at the end of the game. Uh, Jaron Thompson, you know, clearly distraught by that. I just felt like the deep, the the linebackers got worked a little bit, weren't making it to the edge on some run plays. Uh, I gave Jalen Ford, who I think remains uh, the 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 teeth of this defense and the leader of it. I gave that group a D, uh, even though I do believe Anthony Hill. Look, that guy's going to be just something else. Um, but uh, I felt like OU isolated David Benda at times and really caused Texas some problems. Yeah. And I thought, uh, yes. And I'm going D minus there. Um, for all the reasons you said, agree. Um, and, and I just, you know, Anthony Hill got them to a D minus for me. Also it was going to be an F. I mean that his play, he flashed enough for me. Um, he made enough plays. Um, and I, and look, I'm not being mean. It just, it is what it is, man. I mean, you know, it's just in Oklahoma, I'm giving Oklahoma credit as part of that too, for putting Jalen Ford in conflict as Rod Babers calls it. I mean, so Oklahoma deserves some credit for Texas getting that D minus. I don't want to put it all in the players. You got to give the, the other, the opponent some credit as well. I, I do want to say this. Anthony Hill was credited with a, a sack and a tackle for loss. Yes. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe it was a five to one sack uh, ratio, I guess, for OU over right. Texas. Um, all right, uh, defensive backs, uh, and I know we're we're being you know somewhat hard graders here, but the reason why, Jerry, is I thought Texas lost the game on defense, not on offense, uh, despite some the three turnovers, despite failing on fourth or four downs inside. The defense just can't do what they did and give up seventy five yards in you know fifty five seconds. Yeah. Uh, without much of a, it wasn't like it was a fluke either that they drove the, the field. Uh, what had happened uh, all game long came back to roost at the end of the game for the Texas defense. I thought the corners played well. You and I talked about this yeah. prior. We thought they played very relatively well with this exception. Too many missed tackles, too many extra yards after contact. They did not tackle to the ground well at all. Um, and maybe that's because Ryan Watts was gone. Uh, maybe that was a big, bigger loss in that regard than perhaps we thought. But the bigger issue wasn't necessarily those those wide receiver or those uh, corners getting those wide receivers to the ground. The bigger issue for me were this was were the safeties. Yeah, uh, Jaron Thompson dropped an interception. Yes, um, they got beat multiple times. Bad run fit. I mean, there's a horrible run fit by Michael Taft in the red zone against Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not so sure right now if they don't need to just go with Derek Williams and Jalen Catalan slash Jaron Thompson and stop the rotation. Yeah. Derek Williams looks very comfortable. They put him in there on the game, the game ending drive. So they fe- clearly feel like he's ready. Uh, I gave the I gave the secondary a D. I don't know what else to do here because I thought they got worked. Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting about the corners, this is the first time that a quarterback's had that much time to throw and that much time for these wide receivers to be in 
winning positions after the catch, right? I mean, where it's just one-on-one and here you are after you've been covering for four seconds because we're not getting to the quarterback. That's really the first time this season the Texas corners have been put in that position um, throughout a game on a regular basis. I thought Terrence Brooks was pretty good in coverage. I, I thought he had. I thought he was pretty good in coverage. I thought he made a couple of plays there. Um, the questionable PI call, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, that's sometimes you tip the cap to you know uh, the team that makes a couple of plays as well. I'll go corners. Oh, you can't do that. Ah, you can't ah. do that. All one grade for the secondary. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's got to be D plus then, um, because you know Jaron Thompson dropped the interception in the back of the end zone. By the way, I mean Oklahoma made the most of their opportunities, and Texas did not, and that factors in. They got worked over in the red zone. Yeah, the DBs just plain got worked over. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, defense overall. Look, uh, you can say what you want, but uh, I, I went D. It's the worst performance they've had of the season. OU moved the ball uh, quite quite regularly. Uh, Texas didn't really affect Dylan Gabriel in the passing game. Uh, didn't have a, an, a counter for the QB run. Uh, let the outside run go a, a little bit. Uh, I, the deep defenders stayed blocked. I, I, I went D. I, mean, I, I know people are going to be up, upset about this, but they just didn't play well. Look, no, I, I'm going D as well and, and maybe D minus um, because here's the – at the end of the day, without being in the, the head of Brent Venables and Jeff Levy, they probably didn't think going into that game their quarterback was going to rush for 113 yards. They probably said, okay, we're going to have a couple of quarterback draws. We think we got something here. They didn't think the guy was going to be running for 113 yards and not, not get pressured. I mean, so – yeah, I mean, D-minus, even though Oklahoma is a good offense and it's a really good offense for college football, and Dylan Gabriel's played now 44 games in that offense, there's just no way Jeff Levy and Brent Venables were talking about this game and said, you know what, Dylan's going to have his first 100-yard rushing game of his career, baby. No chance. D. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you would have thought that they wouldn't want to run him because of his injury history. Savondre so Sweat almost knocked him out of the game. So did Jet Bush at one point. I mean, yeah. his head hit the hit the, and he's had issues turf. before with that. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. So, All right, so, so right now we're at, uh, what a to uh, basically a B minus C plus overall for offense, uh, a D, a solid D, D minus yeah. for defense. Uh, then we're going to talk special teams first. I need to say thank you to our sponsor one last time, and that's Tim Rodman at the Rodman Firm. Uh, this episode of uh, On Texas Football brought to you by the Rodman Firm. Tim and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more. They are statewide. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit him at rodmanfirm.com. We appreciate his sponsorship of Grading the Horns. Jerry, special teams, mixed bag, kind of. Jeff Banks and Joe D. Camillus reached into their bag. Uh, Joe D. Camillus, they had a, a he, fake punt to Jordan yeah. Whittington. They had a blocked punt. But then Keelan Robinson, uh, running into the kicker, uh, running into the punter, gave OU a new set of downs, which then that, led That to was a big penalty. Eight more plays. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say, Jerry. I, this one's a tough one for me to grade. What were your thoughts overall? 
Yeah, first of all, a uh, tip of the hat to uh, Joe D. Camillus. For people that were there, he was in, wearing a sling. He had had surgery earlier in the week. And if Sark ever want, you know, there's something there, but Sark can tell that story. But hey, that tip of the hat, Joe D. Camillus, man, the guy, he's a tough dude now. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have been on the field if they uh, hear the story in the future. Um, but uh, look, I, they saw something with Oklahoma. They took advantage of it out of the gate. They blocked the first punt of the year. Um, the, yeah, I think that was Keaton Crawford that got the, the pump block, yeah. Manny Muhammad, right Johnny on the spot, good hands, scooped it and scored. Um, and at a time where Texas needed it, by the way, um, very badly. Uh, that showed some resiliency. That showed some, okay, we're bounced back. Burt Auburn, unbelievable day for him. It was a tough wind. It was a windy day yesterday. I mean, it wasn't gusty, but it swirls enough. And when you're hitting two, you know, 40 plus yard field goals and the biggest kick of your career, um, you know, Keelan, the, the five that obviously the run into the kicker was a huge play. That's like a turnover. I mean, yeah, so you could say out. Texas had four turnovers. I mean, you could say that. Um, but uh, and then Keelan running one of those kickoffs back. Now he could have been told to do that. They might want to the, the put. We don't know that. But from the stands watching it, that was not a good decision when you're three yards deep in the end zone and return it now nowadays in college football. Um, you know, so I, I thought they tackled pretty well. Oklahoma has better athletes maybe um, uh, than some of the teams they've played other than Bama. So in the kick coverage game, uh, but still they haven't given up that huge play in the kick return game yet. Um, and uh, you know, did we see Ryan Sanborn much yesterday? So, I mean, it's, you know, you can't, <laughs> but I'll tell you the other thing, Bobby, I'm going to give a solid B plus to special teams. It would have been an A without Keelan Robinson. Snaps were good yesterday and field goals. They weren't against, they weren't against Kansas. So they corrected an issue from a week before. Got it. All right. Uh, I, I just I I agree with a B plus. Get, anytime you score seven off special teams, it's a big one. I don't know where Texas would have been after the first quarter had Keaton Crawford not got to that punt. Uh, let's just think about it that way because at that point Texas was struggling to get momentum in the game. Now all of this happened so quickly too. By the way, Jerry, first yeah. seven minutes of this game were just absolutely mind-blowing. What, what was the atmosphere like in that regard? I, I don't think people knew what to do either side. I mean, you know, like um, Oklahoma fans were certainly raucous after that interception and, and QB run because Dylan Gabriel running that thing in. The way that whole thing happened to get out 7-0, um, you know, then that second interception, Oklahoma fans are crazy. Then the punt block for a touchdown. I mean, that was a – and one of the guys sitting next to me, you know, you meet new people at these games. He was like, he was like, we're not even midway through the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I gave him the game countdown the whole time after that. All right, 39 minutes of action left, you know, game action. Uh, but that it was like exhausting for the fans yesterday at that game. I mean, there, there, it, it really was exhausting because that that game and the, what I've always said about the Texas OU game is the closest thing to like a Final Four basketball game I've ever been to, because you do feel like today there are Texas fans that feel like, man, the season's over and it's not over, but you feel like it is, especially after the way you lost that game. Yeah, I I, I wrote an article today on Inside Texas, uh, by the way, Jerry, that talked about that empty feeling you you get after a game like this where you, your team laid it on all on the line, had a chance to win, especially in a rivalry game, and came up short. But you got to take the long look at this 
and uh, what exactly Texas is trying to do. All right, I mentioned Inside Texas there, Jerry. Uh, I want to say thank you and, and get you guys to look into potentially subscribing to InsideTexas.com. Uh, promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. $1 for two months. You have to select the monthly offer. That's $1 for two months. You have to select the monthly offer. Also want to thank Tim Rodman. Uh, all right, Jerry, B plus for special teams. C, C plus for offense. D for defense. Uh, Longhorns lose 34-30. That's the final score and really the only grade that matters. 